a two, one, a three, one, a four. Inspiration, elevation, knocking right at your door. Aloha mai kako, aloha, welcome to Dating with Mana, powered by Pomahina Designs. It's me, Kanoi Lani Davis. And me, Kulani Jeremiah Wong. Aloha kako, welcome to season number seven of Dating with Mana. Today is episode one, and we are looking at dating and love languages. Now, did y'all know that there are five love languages that people exhibit? There's words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Uh, there is an actual quiz that you can take, and I've asked Kanoi, and I also took it myself. And, you know, many people have yet to take this love language quiz. This quiz helps you learn what your love languages are based on your answers uh, to either or questions. These are questions that this one is more meaningful than that one, and you have to choose one. It ranks the five love languages by percentages for you, and it's also just a suggested guide of how a person can love on you in ways that are appealing to you. And then vice versa. So if your person took the same quiz or quiz, they would then share their love languages with you. And this is how you would be able to kind of understand what is more important to them as far as showing your love for them. Can you give us your ranking based on your quiz that you just took today? Sure. Um, <laughs> my love language is acts of service. So that was 33%. Quality time is 23%. Um, words of affirmation and physical touch came in at 17% each. And receiving gifts is at 10%, which is pretty much on the line of like, I've been pretty consistent with that for a very long time. Nice. I was a little different when I took mine. Uh, let me share. I have acts of service is 37%. Quality time, 27%. Physical touch, 17%. Receiving gifts, 10%. And words of affirmation, 10%. So I was like, wow, this is interesting. Usually for me, like when I've taken it, because I've taken it more uh, multiple times, the receiving gifts and words of affirmation flip. And the acts of service is usually number three. Yeah. So this, yeah, I was like, oh, wow, that's different. And by a lot. Normally, normally act quality time is at 33%. And right. 20 some odd with physical touch. So I was surprised with my own damn self. Now, um, acts of service. Can helping with homework really be an expression of love? Absolutely. Anything you do to ease the burden of responsibilities weighing on an acts of service person will speak volumes. The words he or she most wants to hear, let me do that for you. Laziness, broken commitments, and making more work for them tell speakers of this language. Their feelings don't matter. And when others serve you out of love and not obligation, you feel truly valued and loved. What's so crazy, Kako, is these are words I hear from this woman all the time. That she, you know, she truly wants to feel valued and loved. And that, you know, all of these things, laziness, uh, broken commitments, you know, not carrying your weight makes her feel like her feelings don't matter. And I, I totally see that. So I'm kind of tripping out that I would have this space. Um um, what's your take on acts of services or what, what do you think is the reason I flip like that? Cause I was for like, you, yeah, I, I'm kind of shocked too. Cause yeah, time for a very, very long time was the top of your list, but uh, let's just, let's just think about like where you've come in the past year since the last time we took this it's, and, and prior to that, you had quality time for a long time, even before, yeah. that. um, 
let's rec- let's let- acknowledge the fact that you recognize loneliness was a part of your world in which you needed to feel, feel, not feel, yeah. feel you felt whole and that you felt wanted and valued. So perhaps this is a good understanding, not necessarily like how other people can treat you, but maybe let's just look at it as like an understanding of you have moved into a different, you, you moved into a different realm in where you don't need that anymore. You've grown from that. And so I think not saying that it's good or bad, it's just saying like, it's not your top priority anymore. And perhaps the acts of service and why that has come up higher and ranked higher for you is because you've added more things into your world that are more focused on drive to become better, whether that's action-based, whether that's like project-based, whether that's just like this, this feeling of wanting to, to do something, not necessarily for yourself all the time, but also for others that it takes up, it took up, it took up your lack of feeling needed and needy by somebody else to now you're now wanted and giving, but then you're also recognizing, and I can, I can say this for myself as an acts of service person that has been this for a very, very long time. There's an appreciation for help. There's an appreciation for um, people going out of their way to do a little bit of extra um, and not just getting credit for the, the bare minimum, you know? So when you see other people actually go above and beyond, you can appreciate that and you can acknowledge that because you definitely need help. I think that that need for an acts of service is because you've changed your outlook. You're now giving so much that you're not focusing on what you're lacking. You're focusing on like, I got a lot. And I need help. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 So I'm sitting here, Kako, just kind of like, wow, like, holy moly, that that's a big shift. I mean, and we're looking at six of almost 10 months time. Yeah, very big changes have occurred. So this is really, really informative for those of us who are, you know, still single and still out there, not closing the doors completely on dating and, you know, finding someone or or not, or just, you know, happening upon someone. And it's definitely something that I would suggest you folks take and take it every now and again, because as you can see, based on my own results, Shit changes. <laughs> yeah. Here's I, I just learned something recently that there is danger in some of the love languages. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, danger is perspective. But, like, I, I thought it was very interesting. And I'll share it with you. But it was more in the sense of, like, when you're, when you receive a gift, like, that's your, if that's your love language and the other person knows that, like, they'll give you a gift. And that fills you up. But that person may not need another gift to like, you don't have to like, okay, he gave me a gift. I'm going to give him a gift. Right. Or does it, does it mean that you got to reciprocate with physical touch? Okay. He's like all over me and I love the touchy feely things in public or like behind clothes. I don't know. So do I got to reciprocate that? And then all of it, words of affirmation. If you told me, you did an awesome job today. Do I had to turn around and be like, well, you did an awesome job today. Like, does that negate the love language if you're having to reciprocate that same thing that they had given you? And I thought really hard about this because I'm a person of reciprocation. So yeah, I maybe like if you did something for me, of course I'm going to do something for you. Not right away, but it's definitely stored in there and I want to, and I want to, because it helps. It makes me feel good. But yeah. 
you know, I think there's that part of it of the love languages in which we need to address is there an obligation to reciprocate? Yeah. What if somebody told you, you know, I swept the floor today because I made your life a little bit easier so you don't have to worry about that. You come home. Does that mean you have to stop what you're doing to go and clean the car so that they have a nice car to go into when they go to work? Are you looking at it as if they both have the same exact love languages and this is what they're doing? Or I don't think so. For me, you should be approaching a relationship without expectation. So the love languages should help you understand and help them understand who you are a little bit. If they're taking advantage of you, that's really effed up on their end. If they're doing those things, I never really sat down and thought about it until, you know, you just shared it now. I'm trying to. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought that. Like what I found out, uh, what I had learned recently is that, you know, for me, music is a love language for me. If someone can sit there and we can exchange, send songs to one another, one another and laugh about it because we know exactly what the song is saying and you're sharing the space music has an effect on me that is very it's calming it's when I need to go to my own space I sit there so music for me is higher above acts of service if you can share that with me that's a whole nother level of of kulani and just recently I had seen on a post this fella asked the same question you know do you guys share do you have a someone that you share music with that you have a relationship with and and how does it make you feel and how do you show that person like what kind of music do you choose and all of those things. So it was really interesting to just kind of read like, oh, someone else looks at music the way I do. So I was like, hey, that's cool. But Kako, dating and love languages, it's definitely a thing. And again, it's just a suggested guideline on how, how you can view another person that you're seeing, uh, give an opportunity to learn you more and you be able to learn them more. So so, Kako, just go ahead and visit us on anchor.com slash monobombs podcast, and you'll find the link there. Love okay. languages. It's a thing. All right, folks. Hopefully, you learned us a thing or two, and maybe you can go take the test and figure out where you're at today. Signing off from the island of Molokai, it's me, Kanoilani Davis. Mahalia Oko Pakahia. Pao, it's your girl, Kulani. Jeremiah Wang. Ahoy ho. Aloha. Mm-hmm.